And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Late night Midnight on the interstate And I didn't feel so great Well, welcome back to Straight from the Source, Mike Russo, coming to you from the office uh, that Billy Garen built. Uh, this is—I've uh, been here once other time with you, one other time with you, Billy, but never on a day like today. It has to be an exciting day for you. You're in the third year of the Minnesota Wild. You're leading the conference, and today you were named USA Hockey GM for the Olympics. You're a three-time Olympian as a player, but to now put on the shirt and tie and put on the—I guess the red, white, and blue tie. I don't know if uh, Carrot's picked out any for you yet, but it's got to be exciting. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's very exciting. I mean. Uh, you know, it's it's just a huge honor. Uh, you know, to to have played in three and and now to be involved on on kind of the other side of the desk is, uh, you know, something I'm really proud of. Uh, you know, I've had a lot of support along the way, and you know, it's been it's been an unusual circumstance and and how we got here. But it's um, you know, from my family to USA Hockey to all the other American GMs. Um, you know, I've had so much support mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, my buddies back home have been just, you know, uh, super supportive, like just a lot of people, my family, like I, I already mentioned my family, but they, they've just been up behind me every step of the way. And yeah, it's just, today's a good day. I'm very yeah, happy. No doubt about it. Uh, Olympics are pretty much two months from last week. Um, I assume that even though you weren't the act, the, the GM that you've basically been the acting GM, I, I've got to think that the last two months since, since Stan Bowman uh, mm -hmm. stepped down that, that you and the rest of the GMs on the advisory board have been meeting constantly to try to put this roster together. Yeah. There, there's been a lot of back and forth. Um, you know, it, it's been uh, a, a bit of a whirlwind, but you know, Everybody's kind of come together. Uh, Chris Drury coming along, 
coming on board has, has been a big help. Um, you know, and D Don Waddell and, and David Poyle uh, have been uh, extremely uh, supportive and, and just good good guys for me to lean on. And um, yeah, it's been it's it's been quite the process. It was really unfortunate. Um, you know, with Stan, he's he's a he's a good friend and a, a good person. I just uh, I feel bad for him, but. Um, you know, we have to move on. We have a job to do. Right. And you, uh, you talked today that, you know, Chris Drury really well. You've been, you were in the 2006 yeah. Olympics with him in Torino. Yeah. Um, yeah. and he's obviously, he speaks your language from New England. Yes. Uh, yes went to does. rival colleges though. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, you joke that you were roommates in the 20s. I think he we said were. 2006 Olympics yeah, and had we the were. longest pregame match. It was ever. incredible. It was so funny. We, our game didn't start till like 930 at night. And it was, I think it might have been the first game of the tournament for us. So we were st still a bit jet lagged. And we went through our regular, you know, uh, uh, game day routine. And we went back to take our nap. But it, but it was like seven hours to the game. And we ended up taking a five-hour pregame nap. <laughs> it was incredible. But, um, yeah, it was funny. He, he's, he's such a great guy. And yeah. you know what, too? I, I love, he's a winner. Yeah. You know, he always has been. And. Um, Everything he does. Yeah. He's yeah. a good, he, and he's a, he's a, he's a, for all the success he's had, he's just an extremely humble guy and he's a, he's a good friend. Yep. Little League World Series star as a lot of people. I watched remember. that in Lake Placid. Um, I think it was like World Junior Tryouts, but I was with his brother mm -hmm. and we were all gathered around this TV in this motel that we were staying at and we watched that and it was Pretty hilarious. Yeah. I've been doing this job so long that I actually wrote an SI for Kids book once called The Rising Stars, like the 10 best young players in the in hockey or coming up in hockey, and he was in that book. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty that's neat. That's really cool. Uh, he was actually – there were like 10 players, and I did five, and Mike Brem from USA Today did five, and uh, he was one of the five that I did. Yeah, I did I, like him, Eliash, Milan Hayduk, Joe Thornton, and I cannot remember the fifth I did. I think Jeff Friesen. Of all, you know, and then yeah, there was yeah, like yeah. guys like Korea in there and, and people like that, Chris Pronger. Right. So uh, that was a little after you started. So that's why you, that's the only reason why you weren't in there, Billy. Um, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Yeah, I just wanted to make that very clear. Um, uh, what are some of your, you've been in three Olympics. You won the silver in 2002 in Salt Lake City against yep. Canada. Some, what are some of your best Olympic memories as a player? Well, Salt Lake was great. I mean, mm. they're, they, they're all great. They really are. It's just being able to play in your home country. That was really special. You know, before, you know, before the gold medal game against Canada, you know, we're, we're sitting there getting ready for warmups and you can already hear the USA chants, things like that. And I always saw it like just being in, being in the village, being in the, like the, the dining hall and all the, the athletes from, you know, from all over the world and just kind of coming together. And it was just, it's just really cool. And mm -hmm. it's a, a, I always say it's kind of like what sports is all about because there are some athletes that they know they're not going to win a medal, but they train just as hard as everybody else. They, they, they go to compete mm -hmm. and they go to be Olympians and they know how special it is. And I just think that that's, I think that's really great. Like, I, I just think it's a, it's an awesome event. And I, I've been so fortunate to be in, to be in, uh, you know, as many as I have been. Yeah. And not 98 had to be fun too, because it's the first one, right? That NHL. Or yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, I, I had been, I was the last cut, um, uh, for the 92 team. Mm. And, uh, that one kind of, you know, that stung. And, um, 
so I didn't think my time would ever come. And when, when, uh, when NHL, when the NHL players, uh, were allowed to go and, and, uh, we won the world cup in 96 and Ron Wilson said, we're all going. I, I, I was just through the roof excited that I was finally going to get my chance to be an Olympia. Right. And, you know, it was just, it's just great. It's such a special experience. The, um, you know, the cool part, like, uh, you know, I've covered Olympics too. And the cool part is that they're on those days off. You get the freedom, you get to go see Vancouver, you get to go hang out in a coffee shop in Italy. Yeah. Even if you're yeah. in the, even if you're in the Olympic village, even yeah. if you're in the, as a beat writer, this one's going to be very, very different. You're going to be walled off. You're going to have GPS trackers on you. I mean, this is going to be, you are in a true bubble in this one, probably even more strict than you were in in Edmonton during the playoffs. Uh, yeah, playoff it, it definitely over. seems like yeah. that. And it, it's probably necessary just to, just to get it off the ground. Yeah. I mean, there, there are a lot of questions right now and, you know, questions that I, honestly don't have answers for right. a lot of people don't but we're we're trying to figure it out but it, it won't take away from it i mean of course we'd love our families there we'd love our fans there everything but it, it's i mean this is the craziest world yeah <laughs> right now so yeah. you know if, if and when we go it'll it'll be mm -hmm. great and we'll make the most of it well i'm staring at the saint paul hotel outside your window right now and i'm watching the carolina hurricanes buses leave so that yeah, shows exactly. you that the uh that well, they just took off <laughs> um but i mean that just you know that just shows you how crazy this world is you know yeah, we go yeah. to the morning skate today the canes got on the ice for a morning skate today and, and an hour later they <laughs> find out they had now a total of six players uh testing positive for covid so it just right. you know when stuff like that happens um you know it does does it give you concern that you're even going to be able to live this dream that the, that the players are are gonna and the nhl are going to still pull this off yeah i'm concerned um yeah i, I mean hey look i want to go yeah um i really want to go but the we've got to do what's best for the safety of our our people mm -hmm. and you know, the, the players are going to have a, a big say in that. And, um, you know, we'll, we're going to do what we have to do, but we'll, we'll you know, there, there's still time. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there are a lot of questions to be answered. So we'll just, I don't want to jump to any conclusions or just, you know, just we'll, we'll see how it goes in the next couple yeah, of weeks. The three to five week quarantine is probably got to be the biggest concern, right? I mean, can you imagine if you're over there and <laughs> you think, <laughs> Hey, uh, Billy, uh, Kirill Kaprizov and yeah, Jonas Brodin just tested positive for COVID. Uh, you're going to be playing the month yeah. of March without, <laughs> and they're going to be in Beijing in some quarantine camp. Yeah. That's got to be the scariest part. Probably. It really is. Yeah. And I, I just, just the well being of everybody, yeah. not not necessarily just not having for us not having a player or anything. No, it's it's the human aspect of it and how, what that would do to somebody. And you know, you just want to make sure everybody's okay. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, wanted to ask you about this awesome roster. I mean, you you talked about it today. You are, I know you. You're in it to win it. You've told me the first day that I ever sat down with you at the St. Paul Hotel that your job here, um, is to. I got to interrupt the podcast and ask about the mug that you're pouring that in. It's on the bottom. <laughs> is that like Liam Guerin's like childhood mug? Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like scribbled by Liam Guerin on the bottom yeah. of that ceramic it's, mug. It's uh, red, red, white, white and blue. blue. When did yeah. he make that? I think it was like fifth grade or wow. something. He paint, he painted it for me and yeah. just gave it to yeah. me. I've, 
So uh, Billy just poured a, yeah. a, a a bottle of water into a coffee mug, and on the bottom, as he lifted the mug, it's written <laughs> like a kid. It's it's in script Liam Garen there. So it's pretty funny. Yeah, his um, his handwriting hasn't gotten much better, <laughs> but but he's a heck. He, yeah, yeah. He, he gave me this a long time That's ago. That's so and, cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I here you it. are uh, as the Olympic GM. So at the St. Paul Hotel, when I first sat down with you and Liam and your daughters and your wife, at uh, right after day after you got the job, um, you said that my job here is to win a Stanley Cup for Craig Leopold and the fans of Minnesota. So I know that you are in this to win a gold medal. You're not going there to get the bronze, the silver, fourth, fifth. Um, yeah. You talked about it today. I mean, this is this is a rising group of very talented American players, and you're in it to win it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's why we that's why we go. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think the player pool in the United States too. It just keeps getting better. Yeah. It keeps getting deeper and deeper. And I, I just think USA Hockey's done a, a tremendous job over the past you know twenty years of really kind of rebooting things and just developing players mm-hmm. like making the sport popular making it accessible to to so many more people so so we get those players you see players coming from everywhere now you we didn't have anybody from california i mean look at austin like yeah. he's from arizona yeah like nobody came from arizona yeah and now we have one of the best players in the world yeah you know one of the best american players ever he's from arizona like it's it's great you know we we've you know Brandon Duhame is from Florida. Right. You know, like it, it's, it's guys come from everywhere. So I think it's, it's, it's just fantastic. Do you, um, the goaltending is the biggest thing that intrigues me for this team. Like you have Thatcher Demko, you have John Gibson, you have Connor Hellebuck, and you have uh, Jack Campbell. Yeah. Yeah. You have Beezer, sort of the head honcho for USA hockey. You got Ryan Miller on board helping out too. So you got a couple of really good goalies too mm-hmm. that have, you know, really goalies, smart. no goalies. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, so we, well, I mean, it will essentially be them making the decision or, or how do you, how will that work? No. Yeah. Uh, but it will be, <laughs> it, I will be leaning on those guys heavily yeah. for that decision because yeah. it's a unique position. Yeah. Um, and, and they're, they're on, they're on the staff for a reason. It's and it's to help make that decision. Yeah, um, it's and then up front, same thing. I mean, there's going to be great players that don't make this team, Bill. Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Yeah. yeah, that that's yeah. We're 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 lucky to have that problem now, mm-hmm. but you know, you just you wish everybody could yeah. come. But like I like I said earlier, we we have to build the best team we can. Yeah, not just not just the best group of players. Like it's, you have to build a team. Do, do, do you feel like we just talked about goaltending, but your defense too, that that's the strength of the Americans. Like when I was writing the list of defensemen that ha- could it's, make this team, it is elite. Yeah. It's really good. Yeah. I mean, as, as good as there's been for mm-hmm. the United States, um, you know, good, good young players like kind of kind of in that sweet spot that 25 26 27 year old guy um you know then a couple older guys are real good and you know we've got a good mix of youth and experience and talent and grit and you know, I, th- I think we're gonna have a really good team right do you um like what is next like so assuming that everything's a go like how do you, when do you meet uh, next is staff is a constant virtual meetings or do you meet together? It's constant virtual yeah. meetings. Yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got everything going on too with their mm-hmm. own, with their own team. I mean, Beezer's got three teams going on with the world juniors, with the women's team, with our team. So, um, his plate's full. You can't just, 
be traveling around and, and meeting all the time face to face. So we're doing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, virtual stuff. Right. Um, the, uh, as far as I know that all wild fans wanted to ask about Ryan Hartman, he wasn't originally on the long list. Can you say if he's been added? I'm or? not commenting <laughs> on any players. I, I just, it's not fair to anybody. So I'm not commenting okay. just that Patrick Kane made the team. We know that. So <laughs> he's still on there. I'm not commenting yeah. on any players. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about, uh, about, well, I'm trying to think where to go here. If we should start talking about the wild right now, um, this this team's been really really good this year. Um, is it fair to say that they've even surprised you? Like I know that you always are in it to win it, but I, I got to think at this stage that you did not think that at one point last week you were leading the league in in points. That that you know that everything's gone so well right now. Yeah, it's gone really well. Um, and you know we it's still early in the season. We have to keep our foot on the gas. We can't get ahead of ourselves, or we have to stay humble and. Um, continue to perform at the level that we're doing it. And, um, you know, because this is, this is a pretty good league mm -hmm. and there are some other teams that don't care what we're doing and they want to beat us every night, just like we want to beat them. So if we're not at our best, if we're not on our toes, if we start getting too full of ourselves, um, we're going to hurt ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what I'd like to manage. And, you know, I know Dean's on the same page as that. We don't, we don't have anything yet. Right. Um, not saying that I'm extremely proud of this group of guys. Right. I really am for what they're doing and how they're playing, the way they show up every night. Um, but we just have to we have to continue on. And I know they are. It's more business like than it ever has been here and um, you know, in my time here. And and that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't you don't get too high and you don't get too low. It's just a matter of taking care of business you um you know the first thing that i i thought of when the game today was canceled um you know is that jonas Berdine gets two extra days to rest because i assume that he's not 100 percent was going to play tonight um is it a coincidence that you guys dropped two games in a row without jonas Berdine? i mean he just seems like he, i mean it's it, i almost feel like he's your most important player right now i mean he just we saw it in game seven how that game changed when he got hurt and it just seems like he is really uh, you know, coming to his own as as the top guy on this team. He's a he's a big big piece, but mm -hmm. you know what? They're all important. Mm -hmm. Everybody's important. Um, you know, he just Bro Broads is really. I, he's an elite defenseman in this league. Mm -hmm. He's an elite defenseman, and um, you know, he doesn't push on the offensive side of the puck as a lot of other guys. He, I think he's got the ability to, but. He's so responsible defensively, but defensively, I don't think there's a better guy in this league mm -hmm. than him. Yeah. I don't, you can put any, but any other top defenseman in, in this league and Broads is as good as, or better than him defensively. Right. Uh, you could see those recent games against Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid. They liked being on the ice when Brodeen wasn't out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, you know what? He's got that. He's got that kind of Lidstrom quality to mm -hmm. him, where where he he doesn't he doesn't kill you with a body check. He doesn't, you know, but you know he doesn't he doesn't do anything to like physically mm -hmm. uh, like harm you or anything like that. But after the game, you're just you're, you're confused on why that was so difficult, right? And that was the same thing playing against Nick. Like he never laid a hand on you. But you couldn't get by him. You couldn't dump a puck past him. You couldn't get a hit on him. 
and he just broke out. Like anytime you'd get to a puck at the same time, he'd be a little quicker than you. And Broads is Broads has some of those elements to his game. Uh, they had a rule in uh, Joe Louis Arena, the the people that would pick the three stars, and unless Nick Lidstrom really had a truly elite offensive night, he wasn't named one of the three stars because he'd be number one every night. Right, <laughs> you know? right. And you got to spread it around, around a little thing. bit. Yeah. What is a day like today like for you, Billy? Like, I know that you're not directly involved with, obviously, the Carolina Hurricanes, but, but uh, you know, when do you first find out, like, oh, boy, we're not going to have a game tonight? Uh, Chris, Chris Orn came into my office, and, um, I don't know, around one one o'clock maybe twelve thirty, mm-hmm. and just told me that they had some positives and that six guys and we're like oh trying to do the math and then um yeah i spoke to donnie waddell and then spoke to bill daly and they kind of yeah yeah don was don don was pretty honest with uh we, we, he was real honest with me saying that he didn't think there was a good chance that we were going to play because of all this and they were still waiting on some other tests. So we, we had a feeling it was going to happen. Yeah. Um, you know, I, the other thing I heard from the league is that, you know, I, I'm, I, it's very clear they're starting to be cross-team contamination. That was clear last year. We mm-hmm. just saw – I mean, it's I don't think it's a coincidence that Carolina, Calgary, and Vancouver that all play each other now have positives. Mm-hmm. I, I hear the league is really concerned also about making sure you guys stay healthy because of the Winter Classic coming up. So oh. I think that was another thing is that they, I think they did not really want this game to happen and have you guys play against Good guys point. that maybe that – maybe aren't positive yet but could be positive tomorrow. Right, um, right. So, I mean, it's just really – it really is unbelievable. You had to deal with this last year. Um, you yeah. know how much how much you feel for these GMs because it obviously could happen to you guys again too. It's brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. It's you know I guess it's you just got to take it in stride because this is the world that we're living in right now, and you can't get too upset about it because you can't really control it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think our league has done it. You know, has has dealt with this as as well as any, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, you just gotta you gotta kind of roll with the punches. Yeah. If you don't mind, I'm gonna throw you a bunch of Twitter questions from fans. Sure. Um, but let's do this. Let's take a one quick break from one of our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24/7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Back here straight from the source, Michael Russo, uh, Billy Guerin coming to you from his office here. Um, Fan had a great question. You've won a silver medal. You've won a World Cup of Hockey. You've won four Stanley Cups, two as a player, two as an executive. Uh, where would uh, winning a gold as GM be on the list of achievements? More, better, uh, you know? <laughs> it's tough to – Yeah. It would be right in line with yeah. the rest of them. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, that would Good be answer. nice. Um, last week, uh, 
I reported that you were over at BC, actually, I think at Brown, to watch uh, oh, Jack it was at Mc- BC. Yeah, okay, it was at Ver- BC. At BC okay. versus Brown, yeah. Um, to uh, play, to watch, uh, well, obviously the game, but but you saw McBain, Nestorenko, and uh, Marshall Warren. He wanted to know your thoughts on just all three and the game itself. Yeah, I, uh, the game was okay. Uh, Not a it, great it, game. But yeah, BC won, which was... Which was great. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, I, Full it's, disclosure, honestly, remember, I, Billy went to BC. I, so. I love going back yeah. there. It's amazing how much it's changed over the years. But, man, what a, I, I, I actually can't believe I went there. It's just such a beautiful school, and it just yeah, I, I love it there. And um, But the three guys, they looked great. Um, you know, Jack's a big he's – a, he's, a, he's a big body moving around out there, and he can skate. Um, you know, Nikita's a – God, I knew him when he was 10 years old. He, he – he, uh, he How do you know him at 10? Uh, he's a Long Island kid. Okay. So he was playing uh, for the – trying out for the Long Island Royals and, you know, all that stuff. He was a, cool. He was a skilled little kid back then, and now he's a skilled, tall, skinny kid. Um, but And then Marshall Warren, same thing, another yeah. Long Island kid that I knew. He played with my son back in – back on the Long Island Gulls. And, um, yeah, they all look really good. Yeah. Uh, it's – uh it's nice to see. That's really cool. Um, the uh, like I've been to BU's campus because the the Wild have practiced there, and I've been to Harvard because the Wild and the Panthers have practiced there. I've never been to BC. I mean, I, I envision there's Bill Guerin statues you, everywhere you, and pictures. You're saving everywhere. the best for yeah. last. <laughs> you're saving the best. When, for you, last. when you walk in there, are there like, pictures of all the alum and like? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah. It's yeah, they 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 do a nice yeah. job there. It's, How it's big great. of a source of pride is that? Like I remember when we used to go up to Duluth for training camp, and I'd watch I watch guys like Bob Mason and Tom Curvers looking at their pictures, and you could just see that grin that them them thinking back to the old days. I mean, I, how much same for you? Yeah, I take a ton of pride in it. Yeah. I love I love being a Boston College Eagle, and um, you know so many uh, so many great athletes and so many great people. Like if if, if you know gone to that school and it's just uh it's just amazing how how much it's grown and like it's impossible to get into now and it's just such a yeah it's a it's a great it's a great spot yeah i'm proud cool. i've seen the campus i haven't seen the building so yeah. uh, that's pretty awesome um uh I'll, I'll just go in questions i wrote them down as i saw them so uh so they are going to be a little out of order um one question about rossi how's he doing in iowa and what is the plan for him the rest of the way? Is it just like all your other minor leaguers, or does the contract situation maybe rule the roost, the nine game rule? No, he's like just he's just like everybody else. Mm-hmm. We won't worry about that nine game rule or anything like that. It's you know he he's he's uh, he got injured once, he got sick once, so he's missed a little bit of hockey the last couple of weeks. And you know what, Marco, the the he's doing great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most important thing right now is just play, yep. play, play, play. Just play big minutes, big situations, all that stuff. And he's doing great. Yeah. Um, Boldy, I got a lot of questions on him. Another guy that's had tough luck this year. Um, yeah. I, it felt like he was getting real close to making his NHL debut, and then he gets hurt again. Um, how How is he doing, and, and how disappointed are you if you're just the poor luck? He's, he's doing well, yeah. It's just bad luck. You know, it's it's – it's nothing more than that. It's mm-hmm. just an unfortunate, uh, you know, injury that he got, and and you know he'll be back. And there, there's there's time. There's a lot of there there are a lot of games left, and and he'll he'll be okay. And and we're very happy with uh, with his progress. Can you say if this is long term or short term? Or it's not. It's not as long as his other one. Okay, that's good. And the other one, if I remember, was like six weeks. Um, 
Next one on the list, uh, power play. Um, you know, it's funny. It's like the power play scored six games in a row, but I'm sure the other night as you're watching that game, you're just beating your head like, <laughs> you know, score yeah. like that. Like you score the other night in Vegas, but it probably, if you looked at the game, the power play probably cost you the game. Um, yeah, if you want, yeah, you could look at it like that for sure. Yeah. But you know what? The, the power plays also come through for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially on the and, road this year. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the way, instead of getting upset, it, you have to, you have to take a step back and, and just, you know what? Yeah. Go back six games. It's produced for us. It's been better. Did we want it to score then? Yeah, of course we did. But you know what? It's. It's not like the guys are saying, hey, let's screw around and not right. try to score. They were trying. And that happens to everybody. Mm-hmm. Not everybody scores in every single five on three or every single power play. Or, like it just – that happens. And, and you know, you, we knew we were going to lose some games. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it, it could have been better, but it wasn't. Right. I don't. I know I'm jumping around like non sequiturs no, here, but I'm. Uh, I remember shooting that's, the brakes. That's going. That's like yeah, inside yeah. my brain. Yeah. Yeah. Like it doesn't make much sense. Yeah. No. Well, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. It's like I do the same thing. It's probably yeah. the way I write. I write like like I barely cough and I'm a thousand words in and I haven't said anything yet. So it's sort of the way I talk. Um. But as you were talking there, I just had this reaction, and not to bring inside too much of like stuff I probably shouldn't talk about. But I had a great conversation with you and Ray Shiro in Denver uh, earlier this season. I just loved you guys talking about when Ray traded you traded for you from Long Island. Uh, can you kind of give the, like a little, from your perspective, you thought you were going somewhere else, if I remember correctly, yeah. right? And yep. yeah, can you kind of talk about that? And and just like, what is that like? Because I heard it from, I've always heard it from you. And then to hear Ray Shiro, like talk about how he made that trade for you, which at some point I got to get Shiro here on the podcast to yeah. tell that story. And uh, I think everybody else was against it. Yeah. And Ray, Ray said, you know, screw you guys. I'm going to do it. Right. Thank God. But I, I was going to another team. I got pulled off the ice. Um, uh, what was the team? Was it was it Philly? Philly, right? Yeah, and and they needed time to c- clear cap space, but eventually couldn't do it. So I missed a couple games. That's right. You were it pulled took, out of the lineup for a couple and, games. Yeah, it was five days before the deadline, and then. Um, then the Rangers came into play and that didn't work either. But then that was like trade deadline day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to, you know, I've missed five days. I missed two games. I I don't, am I going to have to go back? Mm -hmm. Like, and then literally 15 minutes before the, the deadline, Garth Snow called me and he's like, cause I had to lift my no trade. Yeah. And He's like, how about Pittsburgh? And I said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. Um, not even really thinking. So he goes, all right, I'm going to get it done. And he got it done. And I hung up with him. And I didn't even think. But, like, it took a couple minutes. And, I, I, you know, I was talking. Kara was right next to me. And I said, you know what? This team's good. I said, there's a good chance that I might play with like either that Crosby kid or that Malkin guy. <laughs> I said, this could end up pretty good. And, um, you know, it, it was just, it was just kind of a shock just because everything that had gone on. Like, the other, the other two teams were driving distance. Yeah. So I'd be able to see my family more often, but this threw a wrinkle into it, but it was just the best thing. Yeah. It, it was unbelievable. Like yeah. from day one. And yeah, Ray pulled the trigger when, all those guys that I worked with after I 
finish playing. They had to race all my rink net reports because all my buddies were carving me. And, um, so that is hilarious. Dan McKinnon, most specifically, and he know if he's listening, he knows that. <laughs> That's hysterical. Um, you know, it, it is. It is really. Interesting. I heard you on, uh, doing a radio interview with Barrero a couple of days ago. I was in Vegas and I, and mm-hmm. I was listening to it on iHeartRadio uh, app. And, and you had a really interesting thing to was say about plug? close teams. What's that? Was that a plug? Yeah. 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 It was a well, plug for a uh, K-Fan. Yeah, right. um, that's what keeps <laughs> me getting the checks from them. So uh, the – but you had a really interesting thing. And there, what you said really reminded me of a YouTube video that I've seen of you. Um, you talked about close teams and how a lot of people think that close teams are teams are like, oh, they go to beer, get beers together after the game. And you're like, no, a close team is a team that in the locker room is accountable to each other, will say things, the hard things to each other, things like that. And I was thinking of this experience that during that 2009 run, it was either 09 or 10, whatever the YouTube video is, of you giving it to Crosby on the bench. And I don't think a lot of people would have, and I don't know who how you were mic'd up or, or what, but but it shows that you were, you were basically telling him like no this is need the way it needs to be done and i could be getting the context completely wrong of what was being said but it but not a lot of people have the guts to go and actually tell crosby what to do um and i think that's that's probably what you mean there too is that is that from a, a leader has that ability to do that yeah stuff. yeah and i i came i was so lucky because i when i came into the league i was surrounded by guys like that mm-hmm. i was surrounded by scott stevens and Kenny Danico and Bruce Driver, John McClain, like Claude Lemieux, they guys that they would they would tell each other the hard things, like, hey, we have to do this. You know what? We have to be better at this. And you held each other accountable. And and it was it wasn't always easy, but we were a really close team. And like, yeah, we like to drink beer together and do all that stuff. But you know what? When it came down to game time, it was like, hey, let's get the job done here, guys. And you know, I don't remember. I don't remember that video at all. If you ever find it, yeah. show me. But um, it might have even been something I it, saw on NHL Network. Yeah, yeah, maybe. But that Pittsburgh team was the same way. And you know, and, and hey, trust me, Sid gave it to me too. Like <laughs> we, we, it was a, it was a two way street there. And um, we, we have a, we have a lot of laughs about it now. But you know, like a. I'd tell him something. He'd tell me to move my feet. I'd tell him this. I'd tell him he'd tell me that. And there was a lot of lot of back and forth. But yeah. we, yeah, it, it. That's when you know you're really close. Like the the teams that say, "Oh yeah, we're close. We're close. We we have all these parties and barbecues and this and that." That's that's all. Like I said, that's all fluff. Like that's that's good and great. And I'm hey, I I, I think there is a place for that and a and and a need for that for the guys, but. When you're really close, you you you're accountable to each other. You sacrifice for each yeah. other. It all it all has to. It all shows on the ice. Yeah, and and you, I, I feel like that you have to. I said this to somebody the other day, and obviously, winning helps close creates close teams. Losing sometimes there's not a lot. Of, you know, you're not as close, so a lot of it is kind of sort of mm-hmm. you know cyclical. But like Fiala was talking about after the game in San Jose, he was he just blurted out how close his team was and he did it in such a genuine way and i've heard felino say it like that and things like that it does feel like this of all the teams i've covered in minnesota there's some sort of camaraderie in that room probably based on your three leaders that you put letters on 
um, that are helping kind of manifest that and, yeah. and create a really tight group. Yeah, I give those three guys a lot of credit in, in building that and bringing everybody in. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really think real leaders aren't, it's not all about them and their power. It's about bringing other people in and empowering them and giving people a voice. And you know what? I, I do. And I, I think about Kevin a lot with this because, you know what, he's he's played really well. He's played mm-hmm. really hard. He's struggled to score goals, which is his, kind of his bread and butter. But these guys have always, it seems like they're kind of, they're there for him. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, don't worry about it, Kev. Like, and I, I really believe that. And I, I think that that's, I think that that's a great sign. And I, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. Like he, he's, you know, and he's needed those yep. guys. Well, that was and the it context. Helps him, it helps him get yep. through, you know, a, yep. a tough time like yep. that. That was the context. It was after his big goal in San Jose, and we asked him about that, and he said, "We, I think the question was something like, you know, what kept you going when you're hitting 50 posts a game? Yeah. And he said, because we're winning. Right. And he goes, that's what kept me motivated. And it was so genuine. It wasn't just Kevin saying it, because that's a good soundbite. It was honestly totally genuine. And uh, and that was the context. Yeah. So it's pretty impressive. That's nice. That's good to hear. Um, uh, just, uh, again, some more questions uh, here. Uh, this is actually a good question, because it made me think of Steve Eiserman in 2009, when Craig Leopold offered him the GM job, and he turned it down because he wanted to concentrate on on Team Canada and didn't feel like it was right to be the first-year GM of the Wild, but the first-year GM of the Team Canada. Yeah, yeah. This person asked, "What what are your responsibilities, and how will you cr- stop that distraction between the Wild and and uh, Team USA?" I assume the fact that you're a third year GM makes it probably a little easier than maybe what Eiserman was feeling. Yeah, and uh, you know, listen, I, I I take care of all my responsibilities here first, mm-hmm. and then you know there's there's a second day involved, and and then I and it's not you know I don't I don't we don't have Zoom calls every day. But, you know, we've had enough and we've done a lot of work. Um, but it's that's kind of on my 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 own time. Right. You know, I, I, I do have to, I have a responsibility here and I have to make sure that that is, you know, and I do get I have a ton of help here. Right. Like, you know, the, the guys in the hockey ops office are, are just amazing here mm-hmm. and they take so much off my plate. Yeah. So. Um, it, it frees me up. When I uh, when I walked in here, um, I was looking around to see if you had a team of mathematicians trying to figure out the cap the next three years because it tra- <laughs> it like when I look at it, I get overwhelmed, Billy, yeah. thinking like, how the heck are you going to afford all these guys on the last year deal next year with sixteen and a half million of cap space? Well, so walk out the- of my office, <laughs> take a left. And every single office that you run into, all those guys are smarter than I am. So you could talk to them. There are, uh, I mean, it goes Randy Sexton, then Mike Murray, then Matt Sells, and Chris O'Hearn. Matt, Mike, and Chris are all lawyers. Matt's, Matt's the, well, I guess him and Chris are both the numbers guys. They're all cap stuff. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they are so, Critical to me, and and like I, I just, I'm lucky to have these guys. They're, Where does Sickman great. rank on the intelligence level? Because he's got an office somewhere. Over yeah, there. but he's to the right. <laughs> all the people uh, yeah. that don't. <laughs> all the nope, that- nope, Sicky can join those guys too. He can uh, for um, sure. But in all honesty, uh, everybody can't be back, right? I mean, you got. Like, I mean, let's, I mean, just off the top of my head, RFAs, you got nope. Fiala, Greenway, uh, Kakanen, and Pitlick. UFAs, you got Dolly Stern, Ben, Merrill. 
you know, all those guys. It's Brass. just the way it is. Like yeah. it, there's no, there's no, you know, there's no magic pill that's going to make this go away. Right. It's something that we're going to have to deal with and make some tough yeah. decisions. So yeah. that, that, that really sucks, yeah. but it's, it's, it's where we are. And it is interesting. Like, you know, like, and even I, I'm, I'm guilty of it too. You know, I, I always, when I mention this, I mentioned the dead cap, but the reality is, is that the dead cap actually makes it easier. <laughs> like if Parisi and Suter were here, it, it, it would actually be less space. So, I mean, it's not like that the dead cap well, stuff created this problem. This problem is going to be here no matter you what. You forget, we had to do something. Yeah. Because if we didn't, we wouldn't have been able to put a full team on the ice this year. Right. And then, you know, moving along, yeah, it, it you know, next year and the two years after creates very little space, but yeah. space that we needed. And, you know, it was just something – something we felt we had to do right no doubt um so when do you start like do you feel like uh chuck fletcher always had a line that i think he picked up from another gm that said you know why make a decision today when you can make it tomorrow i mean is that sort of the same way here it's like well i don't need to worry about fiala and greenway and these guys yet uh you know let's try to win a cup this year <laughs> and then deal with this another time um is that fair or yeah it, it yeah that's that's fair i i I think a little differently, maybe that that I don't know. Yeah, no, it it's true. <laughs> it's very true because you don't want to upset this. You don't want to. Yeah. But like I've always said too, if if we can get better, we'll get better. Right. You know. Yeah. Greenway is the interesting one to me because that line is a line that can win you. You know, that, that line with Felino and Erickson Eck. They're miserable some, to play against. Yeah, like that's a line that you'd love to keep together, I'm sure, for a long time. But I'm sure money, yeah. again, is going to be what's going to have to decide this. Yeah. With Greener. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get into Jordan Greenway's, you know, contract or future here. But mm -hmm. it, it, it sure is a nice line to have. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Um Ryan Hartman, why does that seem to work with Kaprizov and Zuccarello, but maybe – Eck didn't, or I don't know if maybe it wasn't that Eck didn't, but maybe it just Dean always had the grief line back in his pocket and decided to put it back together. You know what? I think Kirill and Zuki have such great chemistry together, but they trust Ryan too, mm -hmm. and they give him the puck, and he gets it back to them. And I, I just – you know, I think for a short time there, we saw all they wanted to do was pass to each other. Yeah. You know, or it seemed like it. But they really have found a trust level and a, and a chemistry with Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I think he supplies, you know, some of the things that, that they don't. And it's it's a good line. Yeah. It's a really good line. It is funny, Billy. Like, there's always this cliche in hockey, like, you know, just have a third guy in the net that's going to create space for the skilled winners by driving the net and takes defenders with them. Yeah. And Ryan is the prototypical person for that. Like, you, we've seen so many plays where Kirill and Zuccarello are completely open suddenly because Ryan takes a couple guys right yeah, to the – Yeah, you can't yeah. – you can't have, you know – you can't have all the, the same type of guys on one line. You yeah. know, you need you know, you need skill, but you also need the bull in a china shop and right. you need somebody to do some of the dirty work. And you know, you look at some of the great lines over time and you know that you have a shooter, you have a passer, you have a grinder. You, right. you have to have that that sort of mix. Um couple of fun questions, then I'll let you go on without your day. I'm sure you're getting pelted. No, nope, no, nope, no. I might be stopping a trade. Nope. Um, <laughs> um 
here's a go- great one from a, a, a fan. And um, uh, the fans, I know that a lot of times when they ask questions, they'd love to hear their names on the podcast, but I just wrote these questions down so I didn't bring uh, my huge computer in here. So that's why you're not getting shout outs. So I apologize. No problem. Um, so what, enjo- what do you enjoy most about being an NHL GM, GM and what do you enjoy least? And uh, if, if I'm part of the least, keep me out of it. You're the least. <laughs> no, you're not. You're not. You're not. So Billy just um, met with a uh, just a Billy just met with a reporter, and she was coming out, and she was downstairs, and this reporter I happen to know really well from my yesteryear life at the strip, and she was like, uh, she was telling me that she was talking about me, and I'm like, oh, I'm sure, I'm sure that that went really well. She so. was very complimentary. <laughs> to you. Um, so. The best thing about being a GM is one, I I really like being able to have an impact on the culture, um, to set the tone for our work environment and, and the way we, the way we do things here. Um, the other thing is to, you know, when you're, when you're young and you're, you play armchair quarterback or you're, you know, when I was a player, you know, you thought, Hey, this would work, that would work. So I'm getting the opportunity to put my ideas in, in motion. Mm -hmm. Um, the worst thing about being a GM, well, you know what? Telling a player he's been traded or sent down or bought out mm-hmm. or you're not going to be able to sign him. Those are those are cruddy messages to deliver. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Because you know what? Having played and having been all in all those situations, you know what it does to a guy and, mm-hmm. you know, how it hurts him and you know, what it does to his life. Yeah. Well, we've talked about it. I can't remember if it was just you and I shooting the, shooting the breeze recently or shooting the what? Yeah. Shit. There you go. Uh, (laughs) uh, Recently, or if it was on a podcast, but we talked about that time where you traded Edmonton and your wife, like, you know, she'd never been to Edmonton. She'd never been. We had a a newborn. Yeah. That's what it was. Pregnant. Yeah. Like might've been that, that when we were with Shiro, that's one I think we were discussing. this. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you know, she had no idea where it was and mm-hmm. why would she, you know, right. and, and uh, it was just, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a shock. Yeah. Um, here's a good question from a reader uh, or a listener. Um, how uh, do you unwind or de-stress as a GM? You know what? Because um, I, like, even just now I'm watching your phone. I mean, it's blowing up. You're yeah, never yeah, off. Yeah. It's a 24 seven job. Yeah, it's, it, it is. But you know what? There's, comes a point in time where you know i always leave my phone on because in, in case of emergencies you know mm-hmm. but I, I i honestly like for activities and stuff like that i i love playing golf you know what i i but i i really just like i like hanging out with my wife and and our kids mm-hmm. you know what we we go to see them as much as we can whether you know because they're all over the map now mm-hmm. um but i love like when they're playing their sports and doing their thing we like to be involved and um, we got a, we got a house at the Jersey shore and we love spending time down there and, you know, just doing stuff like that. Your like, daughter, I, I don't where your daughter's just in town. You got the pub pass or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, Grace, Grace is living with us now. Cause she's, she's taking a little time off before she goes to med school. But for, um, uh, for father's day, they bought me a pub pass. There's a plug. Yeah. So I didn't even know um, it existed. It, it's unbelievable. So I think there's like 20, I think there's 21, 20, 24 places 
you know, brew pubs or bars or, mm-hmm. um, and they're on there and you get, so I have two, pa- two pub passes. They're like little passports and you get a stamp for every place that you go. So we're just, you know, over time, you just go and have dinner at a place and get a beer and one of them, you know, one, one free beer per pass. And we've had some really cool spots. There's some yeah. great spots around the twin cities yeah. and it's, 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 it's awesome. I, I, I honestly, <clears throat> It's a great gift for any husband or <laughs> brother or wife or whatever. It, it's awesome. That's awesome. Um, favorite arena you ever played in? <laughs> um, well, like on the road. Yeah. I guess on the road. The old Montreal Forum. Okay. Yeah. You had the, a the, crazy experience there once, right? Through the playoffs. Um, with the game, the, wasn't there a game where, uh, it was a game where, uh, was it McLaren? Kyle McLaren. Yeah. No, that was in the, that was in the Bell Center. Oh, that okay. was, yeah, um, okay. That was in the Bell Center. Yeah. That was, uh, oh man, that was crazy. We, yeah, we had fans chasing our bus and they were just, I mean, throwing bottles at the bus and this and that. It was, it was, that was nuts. Yeah. Um, that was when you were with the Bruins. Right. But right. Mo- the old yeah. Montreal form mm-hmm. was really cool. Oh, my favorite though was being able to play in the old Boston Garden. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, that, that to me yeah. was a dream come true. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. I've covered the league long enough. I've been in like 50 arenas, but I never got to be in the Boston Garden. Never got to be in Chicago oh. Stadium. Never got to be in the Montreal Forum. I covered one game at uh, the Maple Leafs Gardens. Maple Leaf Gardens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Covered, you know, uh, what was it? McNichol Arena in, uh, in, in, in Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Like stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, it, covered a great game in cup season in Greensboro Coliseum. That was fun. Oh, God. <laughs> Um, those old buildings, you know, it's just like the new buildings are fantastic, yeah. but when you, they're, they're very similar, you yeah. know, the, all those buildings were so quirky and they're all just different in yeah. their own way. But you know what? I, I, I mean, I, I went to some great games, um, as a kid in the Boston garden. I first saw my first NHL game there. And then I saw, I saw the Oilers win the cup there in 1990, um, all these great experiences and then a couple of years later I was playing there and that to me was that was special great. that was cool um I swear we're wrapping up uh but uh this is a really good uh by the way I I, I still to me Nassau Coliseum but man, I grew up it's like uh, I, they, Nassau Coliseum to me is what Boston Garden is probably you I yeah, don't know yeah, as yeah, an yeah. Islanders captain if you would agree <laughs> like yeah. did you think it was I a love, pit I love oh, the okay. Coliseum I tell yeah. you what when you're when you're on the ice playing yeah. in with that bowl like when that place was filled, when that yeah. place was packed, that place was crazy. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It, and like the rink itself was was great. Like yeah. that was a really good place to play. Yeah. You probably witnessed the press box when you scratched those games before you were being uh, traded. But uh, that press box, even with the banners, it is so cool. Like to see those retired banners really cool. and all yeah. the Stanley Cup banners. Yeah. And, like, you know, a lot of and times. I didn't when, go to those games. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you stay away stay from home. the writers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden, you probably were. Who covered you, Alan Hahn? Or was Alan gone by then? Uh, uh, Alan Hahn was the old Newsday writer, but that might have been pre pre you uh, uh, there. Now he's like a famous. Uh, he's a he's a famous like ESPN uh, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. radio guy in New York. Yeah, yeah um, I know who he is. Conscious or unconscious that you're building a Minnesota Wild team that played like you is a question from a reader. Uh, which I, it's funny. I brought this up the other day with some, with uh, with you. Yeah, I think kind of unconscious, right? You know, and I, I, I some days I see it, some days I don't. I mean, because I 
I mean, probably I didn't see it the other day I watched, in LA. I watched Kaprizov and Zuccarello and guys like that. I'm like, I couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. That's not me. Yeah. And Brodine and like all these guys. They're just yeah. I, I just I'm I'm happy with our, our compete. Right. I mean, I like to think that I worked hard as a player. I just I like it that our group works really hard. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you were Marcus Felino with a lot more skill. I mean, you know, like you were like you were an aggressive guy. Um, you know, uh, drop the gloves. I might have had more skill. He's a little tougher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And yeah, a lot more goals for you. Um, here's some rapid fire fun ones, and then I do have two questions that, of course, we got to get back to hockey that I know you've sure. been waiting for because I've asked you on every podcast for the last ten years. Um, fun, funniest player either on the team or you played with. Oh man, I was just thinking about this the other day too. <sighs> God, Dougie Waite. Yeah. Yeah. Really? He's, he's, Dougie's hilarious. Yeah. Dougie is a riot. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's honestly one of the funniest guys yeah. you could be around. Yeah. Do you think, uh, like, you just spurred my memory. Like, what I, like, I, I talked about this on a podcast the other day or a radio show. Like, I grew up watching, like, I've covered this sport a long time, but, like, USA Hockey, to me, were you, Dougie Waite, Keith Kachuk, JR, like, all, that that was USA Hockey. There was, like, this, there was this, this personality to the team. Can you is it can it, can this version of USA Hockey be the same thing, or yeah. is it impossible? Yeah, no, they can. Okay, one hundred percent. Yeah, we had some. I mean, Brett Hall. Like, yeah, yeah, pers- exactly. Personality, yeah. Chris Chelios. Yeah, exactly. You know, Gary Suter and you know Tony Amante, John Leclaire, Mike Madonna. Yeah, like all these guys. Person, Brian Leach. Yeah. Like it really is amazing. You guys never yeah. old. Like, yeah, yeah, it it is. We we. I mean, we even just ninety eight Richter and Van Beesburg because you're goalies. I mean, yeah, you know. With some characters. Boy. Yeah. Um, here's a funny, weird one. Favorite board game. I know you like games. You play it all the time with your kids. Yeah. Favorite board game. Uh, I'd have to say Monopoly. Uh-huh. That, yeah. Um, have you seen the Wild's third jersey next year? And is it cool? That's a question from a reader. I cannot answer that question. <laughs> Favorite pizza place, whether it's in the Twin Cities or wherever you're from? Little Vincent's. Nice. Hunting, Huntington, New York. Yep. I'm from Plainview. It's 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 the best. Yeah. Uh what's his name from Barcelona Portnoy? He didn't give it he didn't give it high enough grades. <laughs> yeah, I think he gave it like an eight. It yeah. is a ten out of ten. Speaking of which, you know the spit and chiclet guys are like begging you publicly to be on their podcast when they come to town for the winter classic. So I know that. Yeah. Your buddies <laughs> with Bizonite. He'll you'll be he could just text you. He doesn't need to go through me. Your buddies with him. I see I, I saw him when I you guys were in Arizona. He came up to you, he went up to go visit you. Um Rask extension, when's it coming? That's from a reader. He's playing great. He's playing really well. <laughs> you know what? I've got no problem with Rasky. He he when he gets in there, he does a job that we ask him to and yeah. he doesn't cause any problems. Yeah. As you know, I've been a long supporter. And uh <laughs> um let's see. Uh last two questions. And these are these ones you knew were coming. One, um, you know, I feel that you are a center, like like I feel like this team really could be something special. But I think if you added one center and because you have to go through like guys like Eichel and McKinnon eventually, that that would be really appropriate for this type of team to really get you over the top. Do you feel the same way? I know the chemistry is a big thing, but you still are going to have to go through Vegas or Colorado to get to where you want to go. Yeah, maybe. maybe maybe we do. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? It, everybody said the same thing last year and they were right. And you know what? It, those two teams are, are very good. Um, but we're a good team too. Mm-hmm. And we're built differently, but you know, 
there's uh there's different ways to do this yeah um, before I get to the last question that I wanted to ask you, uh, World Juniors, you got to be super excited. I mean, Jack Purchase yeah. made it today. Um, you have yeah. two guys, could have been three for Canada if Damon Hunt doesn't get hurt. Right. You have Husantina, if you have Novak, you have Wallstadt. This is going to be really fun for Wild fans to work, watch this tournament. Yeah, it is. I I would encourage everybody to tune in. It's, it's going to be a, another great tournament. This is uh, – We've got a ton of ton of great prospects. Judd Brackett's done a, and the whole crew has done an amazing job of mm-hmm. of uh, you know of drafting and um, you know get, getting these good young players. And now all the pressure's on Bomber and Handy to develop them. And <laughs> you know, then away we go. Yeah. By the way, I'm sure Judd right now is listening to this podcast, absolutely uh, offended that you didn't mention his pizza place in Cape Cod as being one of the best pizza I haven't places. Been. Okay, I haven't, been. I haven't been. We'll have invited. to go uh, next month. I haven't month. been invited. Yeah, we'll have to, so I said to him uh, next month because, you know, LaPanta and I like the high-end restaurants. So I'm like, hey, uh, LaPanta. He's got one of those too. Yeah, so <laughs> LaPanta and I are going to come out to the port in Cape Cod and he goes to me, it's closed for the season. I'm like, yeah. what? So I guess we'll have to try You'll the pizza place. Uh, last question. Um, you know, Dean, I've mentioned it before. Dean is in the last year of his deal. The coaching staff, I believe, as a whole is in the last year of his deal. Um, where is all that? And, and do you feel like it's something that you'll have to address here in the short short coming coming up here? Yeah, we'll have to address it, but nobody's worried about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you're more worried about it than any of us. I like to get it you're done the, so I can have a good summer. Yeah, exactly. I'm you already are, worried about all these players I, that I'm going to be I, having I don't to worry know about. What it, like, you know what? And, <laughs> Dean and I both know it's on it's on the docket, but I, I I think after you you play out the last year of your contract a couple times as a player, you just I don't know, you don't worry about it as much. We'll we'll get to it. Yeah. By the way, Dean Everson's got to see a lot of himself in Ryan Hartman, right? I remember Dean as a player. He was a bit of a he, he played Dean, on that edge. Dean was miserable to play yeah, against. He was on that edge. Like when I when I watched Ryan Hartman the other night, kind of like get tangled with Nick Hague mm-hmm. and start like jabbing him on yeah, the ice. Yeah. I'm like that was Dean Everson. So miserable guys to play yeah. against. Yeah. Dino was. Dino yeah. was, and he was tough too. So you didn't want to get beat up by a little guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, hey, Billy, I really, really appreciate it uh, as always for doing this. I think it's like you're 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 the returning champ of the podcast. There's no well, doubt about thanks. it. Thanks, so, I appreciate yeah, everybody thanks. listening. And congratulations. You know, thanks, I know that Mike. this was something that I, I thought we were going to write about two months ago, and then to see you on that Zoom today, it was pretty cool to see uh, yeah, you was, as the head honcho. Uh, it was really cool. Team. I'm really yeah, happy, and hopefully everything so. goes and you guys wind up in Beijing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Billy. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. Well, thanks again for Billy Yaron for joining Straight from the Source. Always a fun time doing this and uh, from his awesome office overlooking Rice Park. We have tons of podcasts on our uh, on our network. Trevor Zegris, don't tell John Tortorella, is, uh, of the Anaheim Ducks, is joining Craig Hustons and Sean Gentili this week on the Athletic Hockey Show. The Athletic Hockey Show Roundtable with Rob Pizzo, Sarah Sivian, and Jesse Granger. Thanks for listening to Straight from the Source. Please follow us on your favorite podcast platform and don't forget to leave a rating and review. Subscribe to the Athletic Audio Plus 
Plus on Apple Podcasts to get all the bonus content from our entire network. This week, Ian Mendez and Down Goes Brown from the Athletic Hockey Show provide extended bonus content. Start with a 30-day free trial, then just 99 cents a month after that. And right now, get your annual subscription to The Athletic for just $3.99 a month when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the source taking next week off but talk to you in a couple weeks we have tons of podcasts coming up for the winter classic thanks everybody 